with grateful heart and visionary thinking. You're welcome to the world of cerebral thrust, where the mental faculties and the psyche are stretched for the delivery of value through resourceful knowledge engagement, agility, and adaptability for great results. Beyond the limits of our ordinary thinking, we build competencies to deliver extraordinary results for excellence. Once again, I welcome you to the world of cerebral thrust. This is Joseph Ayani, Slaves and Slave Others. As I learn each day and each time through observation and paying close attention to things, ideas, events, and activities of creatures, I find that slaves enslave others. The hungry peddle hunger. The one who plagues others with one form of bondage is actually plagued by a kind of disease which drives them to act the way they act. Those who are bound usually do relish in having other persons in same, if not worse conditions. What you are and have is actually what you share. You cannot share or give what you do not have or possess. It is a law of life and existence. Humans especially are the most intriguing and complex of all creatures. Recently, as I studied online, I stumbled on a story of how America hides its secrets. It is quite an interesting story. However, how they hide their secrets is not the focus here. The focus is how Liberia was created and how it earned its, its capital, Monrovia. The Liberian story goes thus. Some strong and influential persons in the United States of America literally invented the country of Liberia. Reinvented, if you like to refer to it that way. Three major camps came up in the United States on the slavery debate. The abolitionists who wanted slavery to be totally stopped. The pro-slavery and a third group who were only against slavery on paper, but did not want to completely let go of the slaves. So what did they do? They decided in Virginia to ship the slaves to Africa, where their ancestors came from. The country they moved the slaves to was Liberia. Thomas Jefferson belonged to the quasi-abolitionists who decided the slaves should be kept slaves but in Africa. The three groups had a strange alignment. They put funds together to buy a piece of land in West Africa with money from their supporters and from the U.S. government, and then they shipped the slaves there. The land they bought was a settlement they called Liberia, and they named the capital Monrovia after the president, James Monroe, who was a fierce supporter of the effort to send away freed black American slaves. Soon, Liberia declares independence and the freed slaves are the ones who take power and become lords over the locals for the 
obvious reasons of being American and thus were exposed to imperialism. The funny part of this story is that the freed slaves who have now gained political power in Liberia began to enact laws that made the locals they met their slaves just as they had been enslaved to the white Americans in the United States. Freed black slaves decided to enslave and subjugate other blacks in Liberia. That is curious, right? Though Liberia was declared independent, the United States called the shot still, as Liberia was only independent on paper. The United States was in charge of all economic activities and the minerals mined in Liberia. It is the same thing, if not worse, that France is doing with her former territories. France still has its African territories by the jugular to date. In an article titled, France Still Robbing Its Former African Colonies, written by Anastasia Pronskaya, September 25, 2015, Anastasia states that France can automatically confiscate the African country's national reserves. The African country must deposit its, monet, its national monetary reserves into France's central bank. France has held the, the national reserves of 14 African countries since 1961. Benin, Burkina Faso, Ivory Coast, Mali, Niger, Senegal, Togo, Cameroon, Central African Republic, Guinea-Bissau, Equatorial Guinea, Chad, Gabon, and Congo-Brazzaville. In fact, more than 80% of the foreign reserves of these African countries are deposited in so-called operations accounts controlled by the French Treasury. Two declared Independent African Banks, BEAC and BEACO, have in practice no monetary policies of their own. The countries themselves do not know, nor are they told how much of the pool of foreign reserves held by the French Treasury belongs to them as a group or individually. Only a limited group of officials knows exactly the amounts of these operations accounts where these funds are invested. France carefully hides this and other details from any African bank or government. It is estimated that France now holds nearly $500 billion of African countries' money in its treasury and will do anything to keep it. The African countries do not have access to this money. France allows them to access only 15% of the money in any given year. If they need more than that, 
they have to borrow at commercial rates from the remaining 85% of their own money that is held hostage by the French Treasury. To make things worse, France fixes a limit on the amount of money the countries may borrow from the reserve. The limit is fixed at 20% of their public revenue in the preceding year. If the countries need to borrow more than that, France vetoes it. This is called from Anastasia Promskaya, September 25, 2015 article. The French exercise much control that any attempt by any black African French to bring about change is not only vehemently resisted but also crushed. Patrice Lumumba, Thomas Sankara, and a host of others. France is said to have assassinated 22 African presidents since 1963. You may want to run your research. The slave must stay a slave, just as the slave master must stay bound in order to continuously hold the leash. Talk about the jailer and the prisoner. Are these Americans free themselves? Are the French free? Aren't these nations in the bondage of Satan, for which they are beastly and bestial in nature and attitude? Aren't the insignias of most nations beasts? America is represented by the bald eagle. France is represented by the Gallic rooster. Isn't this an indication of their beastly and bestial nature? To even imagine that every one of us is God's bondman is a critical thought. What side of the divide do these imperialists belong to? It is true that all flesh and all souls belong to God, but so are the souls of some men sold to Satan, who is under the control of its creator, so that they find it easy to do his bidding, and one way of doing so is to enslave others and have them in all times servitude, all in the name of dominance, superiority, and ultimately gain monopoly over economic power through the control of political power. It all makes sense, reading from the scripture, how the servant who got forgiven for being indebted to his master refused to forgive the servant under him and the one who, because his master delayed his coming, tortured the servants in his care. This is the heart of the majority of men. Are you liberated from this mentality? If you are reading or listening to this, do strive to emancipate yourself from all forms of slavery if you are emancipatable. Recently, as it has trended quite a while now, I saw a video of bandits who kidnapped students of a school in Kaduna State of Nigeria. The captors flogged their cap captives with horse whip 
and harassed them as they captured the horrific scene of their seminude bodies for the world to see. The abductors requested a ransom of 500 million nairas. Question is, are the abductors free themselves from the demonic bondage that led them to such an extreme of kidnapping fellow humans and torturing them all in a bid to work on the emotions of the government to pay ransom? Who is the real slave here? The abductors who would not show their face or the abducted? Who or what has captured and conquered the heart of the abductors? Can you ponder on this thought for a moment? The narrative is not much different with religions. Religious founders do not have the whole truth that is able to save the soul. They do have articles that keep their adherents bound. They push their indoctrination down their throats. The people are sincere, but they are sincerely wrong, faithfully believing error. The blind will only lead the blind into the pit of destruction. Religious founders and leaders have no answers for their followers. Do not get this twisted. There is not one religion that holds the whole truth. What they have are distortions from and of the truth, which they tweak to suit their own purpose. The whole truth is life and the way. And he was neither a religious nor a denominational founder. He was and remains the life and the truth. One who finds him finds the way. And to do that, he has to reveal himself to the person personally. How he does that is his unsearchable wisdom because he is the infinite wisdom. The truth is what sets free, not truth. The truth is the true light. The same is the wisdom, the power, the way, and the word. This is the thought of God expressed. To find it is to be free indeed from bondage. Anyone who is not in this truth is out of the way. And though he or she is sincere, he or she is sincerely wrong and is in bondage. Whether they are founders, leaders, followers, or adherents. To enslave another human while the enslaver seemingly walks free is bestial because it is a sign that the slave master is not free within. Such a master is bound. To cage an animal like an eagle or any other bird that is meant to fly and roam free in the, in the wild does not seem the right thing to do because such an animal may never be able to adapt to such an environment as it was not created to so thrive. As I share this thought, 
the idea strikes me about the use of slaves in the scripture. The maker is a mysterious being who provides mankind examples of how life is to be lived and because he made all things, he did so for his own pleasure. Part of his pleasure is for man to know that to everything there is a season, a time, and a season to every purpose under the earth. When the time of jubilee comes, the slave has the option to be free, and no master has the right to keep such under bondage anymore. These are examples for mankind to learn from today. This is a type of divine deliverance for all men who are under bondage of the law, the bondage of sin and unbelief, and the bondage of any type of dominance that when the message of truth comes, they have the opportunity to be free. None is free from this example, for all men are God's bond men. Therefore, where the world has evolved to, the time we are in is one where no one has the power to have anyone in any form of bondage, whether physical, spiritual, emotional, or otherwise. Unless, of course, someone abuses such right to take the life of another, then the law will have to take its course. God is the avenger of all, and he has his ways of doing all that he does. No man can escape the wrath of the maker. As no one virtue abides alone, so does no one vice abide alone. If you find it easy to hold another down in any way against their will, you have got something of vice within you. This vice you have within, however little, is not all of the vice you have. There are more that are attached to it, and only situations will unveil or unearth them in due season. It takes a slave to enslave another. It takes the wicked to perpetuate wickedness. It takes one who is destitute of something to deny another person of their due. It takes one who is needy or hungry for something to deny another of sin. That you so engage, if you do, is a sign of something inherent within you. Slaves enslave others. Thank you. For more access to our phenomenal resources, you can subscribe to our newsletters by visiting our website at www.cerebralthrust.com. You can also follow us on our social media platforms at Cerebral Thrust. Please remember, once you can get it right in the mind, then you can get it right in every area of your life. This is Cerebral Thrust. <laughs>